Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Tutoni's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boy's Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pull Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pull Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Bell Chase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tune-in app, available for you anytime, anywhere in the world to listen in via iHeart. You can always get us at home via Alexa. Just tell her to play Nash Icon, 1061 FM. Our podcast available at the end of the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, click on podcast, and you've got the show. Of course, you can always email us at WGNO.com. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Later in the show, Pelicans win last night over Golden State. Talk about that. Of course, the Saints extensively getting ready for the Monday night game with the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk about LSU and a big game at home against Alabama tonight. And Tulane coming up in just a little bit here, playing this morning at Tulsa. First, we'll talk high school sports with my good and great friend Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO, Friday Night Football, and WNOL and WGNO, of course, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and of Nash Icon 1061 FM. Good morning, Ed. Hey, Kenny. What's up, bud? Hey, it's all good on a rainy Saturday, but never rains on Tiger Stadium, so I guess it won't rain this evening, right? Uh, no, it's not going to rain. I mean, come on. Let's... Let's be let's be honest about it. No, I have no idea. No, I I think the rain's going to be out of here by I you know I think yeah. it's going to be out of here by twelve one o'clock, which means it'll be out of Baton Rouge before that. So yeah, you know, um, 
you know, hopefully I'm sure they have the field covered, and, uh, you know, game will go on tonight. There you go. All right, talk high school football first, and the playoff pairings will come out tomorrow. By the way, we'll talk to Linares L. Page of John F. Kennedy coming up in the next segment. Great story there. Great guy, great coach. But right now we'll talk about the playoffs, what to expect, what people may not be aware of. We'll do it right now with a good and great friend, uh, the director of the Louisiana High School Coaches Association from the LHSA, my friend Eric Held, joining us now. Eric, good morning. How are you guys? Good morning to you. Yeah, good to have you with us, my friend. And look, Ed and I pay attention, and we still have to pay close attention because of the changes. But, you know, for those that, that ask questions all the time, and by the way, we get questions all the time because of the changes and what's happened. Uh, just to explain to the general public before we get into some possibilities here, what's changed this year, you're down from nine to eight classes, and it's now divisions, four select divisions, four non-select divisions. Uh, explain that and talk about it a little bit, if you will. Sure, Ken. So once the LHSA Executive Committee came up with the definition for what a select school was, the number of schools, member schools in LHSA that went from non-select to select grew to where it was close to 50%. So the Executive Committee decided to even things off and create those four divisions equally in non-select and select. On the select brackets in all four divisions, you have 28 teams that make the playoffs. Seeds one through four have bye in the non-select brackets. And on the select side, there are 24 teams that make the bracket with seeds one through eight receiving bye. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the key I wanted to get out there right away with that and I both is for people asking the questions all the time. Four teams, count them four, get buys on the non-select side, eight get buys on the select side, because some people were confused about that, like, oh, man, I'm a top eight seed on the non-select side. No, that's not going to qualify for a buy. On the select side, it will. So that's uh, the differential between the two as we get ready for the pairings to be announced tomorrow. And, of course, obviously, uh, there are going to be some close calls with regard to not only who finishes where, but also who gets buys, Eric, just looking at some of this. Sure, and then just to clarify another question you probably have, because we received them as well, why 28 non-select, why 24 select, why not the same number? Well, there are more schools on the non-select side, so to even off the percentage of schools that make the bracket for non-select, it's an almost equal percentage of schools that play in the non-select brackets that make the playoffs as to the select side. So that's the reason for that. But like you said, seeds one through eight on the select side receive buys and one through four on the non-select side receive buys. Ed? So uh, what do you think is the um, – what's what bracket are you being asked about the most, Eric, do you think? Well, the one that many coaches – have talked about throughout the entire season as just being competitive and having the most depth and looking at it, hey, after week 10, as many as a dozen schools could have a chance at making the Dome. Division two non-select. There, there are close to a dozen that have a great shot of making the finals. Lutcher 
is one of those local schools. They're on the uh, non-select Division II side, and I believe that they will be somewhere around right now that we're looking at a, at a number six seed for them. And so I know they garner a lot of attention in your listening area. Dwayne Jenkins does a fabulous job. They won the state championship back in 2016, and they have a legitimate chance of making a run. Follow up, Ben? No, go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, look, I think that yeah, I think you're right. I think Lutcher's got a great chance to win it. I mean, because that is a very evenly matched bracket. There's no great team in that bracket. You know, we saw Carroll last night lose. They're a good football team. Iowa's a good football team. You know, West Feliciana went undefeated. It's a matter of, you know, how, how stiff the competition was. St. Martinville's a live underdog at 6-4. and four. That's a good football team. Iota is a good football team. You know, Church Point lost and Plaquemine lost last night. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a, a very tough division. Uh, just on the uh, Division One non-select side, Eric, I mean, it looks like Ruston probably gets the number one seed after beating West Monroe last night. Neville's obviously a traditional power. Southside's a newcomer. Zachary's good. Uh, and then, you know, when you look at Destrahan at 10-0, and I think Destrahan's the best team. They beat Ruston last year. Uh, the, the, the strength of schedule is really, people have asked, why isn't Destrahan number one? It's all about strength of schedule, isn't it? Sure is, and you mentioned that, the strength of schedule. Not really on uh, one of the uh, schools up there with uh, a, a high strength of schedule. However, they've won every game on their, on their slate. They faced every challenge on their 10-game schedule. They're 10-0, and, boy, they really have a great shot, shot at making a run from the three seed on that side of the bracket. If things hold true as the power ratings look now, they would be opposite Rustin and Zachary as well as West Monroe. Yeah, question that just came in uh, via email from Craig uh, in Slidell. What about Slidell? Well, the answer is Slidell will be a top eight seed but will not get a bye because only four teams get a bye in that class. And then, of course, when you look at you know the non-select division three, Manny uh, you know, looks like uh, – they will edge out Bogalusa very close for that number one seed. Uh, but Bogalusa, St. James from this neck of the woods, and A-Meet, certainly uh, qualified teams that, that have a chance to make a run. Sure, some of those household names that we know of in that Division Three: Manny, St. James, you mentioned A-Meet, some of the local schools that you mentioned with St. James and Manny, or, or uh, I'm sorry, A-Meet, Manny being the most recognized name. Union Parish is another one. Bogalusa, Coach Crutchfield's done a great job there. There's a handful of teams in that division just talking to coaches throughout the year that they felt like could make a run at the Dome. You see Sterlington out there at number 14. Just They've been there before. Coach Doty does a great job with this program. They understand how to win. They won Class 3A and non-select last year. They faced a good schedule. They have a shot, shot from being kind of an outlier at 14. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, I'll let Ed talk to you about the select, but the final non-select is Division 4. Boy, Kentwood Kangaroos from our neck of the woods, that is a good football team. They moved up in class, hasn't bothered them at all. They had a big win at Southern Lab. 
You know, Homer, of course, got that thrilling one-point win over Haynesville last night. Mangum is a good team there. You know, no area teams from here. This is largely, you know, a division uh, that is uh, along the lines of, you know, Baton Rouge, uh, you know, North Shore area, and North Louisiana in terms of power. Your typical community-based schools in Division Four non-select, you mentioned Kentwood, Homer. Haynesville is in there as well, a one-point loser to home, Homer last night in the longest, uh, one of the longest um, rivalries in the country when it comes to high school football rivalries. Oak Grove looks like they'll be about an eight seed. So, again, when you look at one of the lower classes on the non-select side, some familiar names. And Mangum, don't forget Mangum. Yeah, Mangum's very good. All right, Ed, I know you want to talk about the Division One, Two, Three, and 4 on the select side with Eric. Eric, one of the things I saw from the schedule that was released by the LHSAA is that the Division One championship game, in the past that's been played at, nine, uh, at noon, now it'll be played at 7 o'clock. What was the thinking on changing the schedule there? Great question. We've had that, and Mr. Bonine and some other members of our staff felt like with the potential for the Division One, with the, the largest enrollment schools bringing the largest crowds, making it the primetime games on Friday and Saturday night. So just the potential for some great matchups. You look at Division One select where in y'all's neck of the woods, Edna Carr and St. Augustine being possibly on opposite sides of the bracket. Of course, they have to... Go through a lot of roadblocks to get there, but uh, that's been brought up already. Hey, wouldn't that be a great matchup on Saturday night, the final game in the Dome? I think those things create excitement, just like in the non-select Division One, with the possibility of Destrehan being a local school to get there and bringing out a great crowd. So when you look at um, like the teams that play in the afternoon, is is that a you know is that a, a disadvantage for them at all? I mean, I know there's only you can only play one game at a time. You're gonna, you can not every game can kick off at seven o'clock on Friday or Saturday. You know, you played the game. What what is what is your take on that? Sure. So as you mentioned, been lucky enough to coach three times in there. Um, the last two, we had the twelve o'clock noon game on a Saturday. Our kids loved it. Our coaching staff loved it. Um, I spoke with Dwayne Jenkins, who just so happens to be the head coach at Lutcher, but he's the president of the Football Coaches Association, and he coached the Lutcher team that won the 2016 state championship in a 12 o'clock noon game on Saturday. I remember Lutcher bringing a great crowd for that game. Um, he felt like his crowd would come out. Got a, got input from a lot of people on that from Division two and Division three on where it could fit best and what the possible matchups could be, and just relying on personal experience. You know, back in '15, um, we ended up kicking off at 9:15, and that was kind of a miserable experience, just sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. But um, getting in there right away and playing, waking up eating your pregame meal, going through your meetings, getting to the Dome, and getting it, getting it done right away without sitting around waiting. I think there, there's something to be said about that, where you just get in and you are able to play right away 
and you don't have to sit around and wait the entire day. And one right. of the things, that, ahead, one of the things, one of the things that people ask me all the time is, Eric, will this be the same format next year, or, or will it change in January? I know if you wanted to put in a proposal this year, there was an early deadline. Is that correct? So that is correct. You know, so the only thing that can really change, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I'm just guessing, okay, or trying to uh, put some logic to it. The only thing that can really change is what the definition of a select and non-select school is. In January, am, am, am I accurate or am I inaccurate? Yes, you're you're accurate. And again, a member school principal would have to author a proposal to make a change um, to the for to be on the agenda for the January LHSA annual convention. Good question. And then the member schools would have to vote on that. And that good question. So that, yeah, good question. So good answer. Yeah. Be, yeah, so that could be that for anyone, and I, I'm just thinking ahead. You know, Kenny and I have both said we 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 like the changes, okay, and we think it's going to lead to better playoffs. We don't know. We'll find out this week. But if anyone wants to change it, that's going to be the avenue. They're not going to be able to to um, to um, do anything with the brackets unless you're. Um, your proposal was submitted in August, correct? You are correct. And there is always the possibility that the executive committee could make a change by 4.4.4 of the Constitution, which goes back to fair play for the student-athletes in the member schools. So that's always a possibility. The executive committee doesn't like to use that they really like to allow those member school principals to have input and vote on the proposals that would amend the bylaws and the constitution of the lhsa at the january annual convention all right a few minutes left with eric held as far as the brackets themselves on the select side Right now, I think Carr has gotten themselves a bye despite the three forfeits, and that's a tremendous relief for teams that thought they might have to play them in the first round uh, if, in fact, Carr does get the bye. And, look, I'm just trying to find anybody that can challenge them in the playoffs. The only wild card is A.J. Samuel. Got banged up last night. We're waiting on official word on his right shoulder. But I'm trying to find somebody to challenge him. Warren Easton probably the one seed. Carr beat them on the field by 47. Uh, Catholic, maybe Catholic. You know a lot about that program. John Curtis tried last night, didn't fare very well. St. Augustine's tried, didn't fare very well. I mean, Carr has to be a, a solid, if not prohibitive, favorite in Division One. Definitely a prohibitive favorite. Looking at it, I thought that you mentioned the four schools that I thought had the best chance down the stretch when you look at the playoffs. Who could possibly beat Edna Carr in the playoffs? Two of them have swung and missed this year. Some of those, uh, some of the factors that led to those, to the wide margins in the losses with Curtis and St. Augustine, those two teams put themselves in a hole early. And I think there may be a little bit of an anomaly with both of those. I don't think Curtis or St. Augustine gave them their best shot. Uh, Catholic, I think, could challenge him, just like Warren Easton. Coach Phillips and his staff, they know Carr as well as anyone, being district rivals. 
for a long time. I think those are the four schools that have the best chance. It'll be interesting, but Carr definitely is a huge favorite. They would be the chalk in Division Four, Division yeah. One select. I know Ed and I are both intrigued with Division Two because there's like six teams that are that are lights out there. St. Thomas More is going to get the top seat, I think, barely over Turley's Catholic when they beat. Uh, I've do De La Salle games, and they're undefeated, and they're so big and physical. Edy Catholic's a machine, just so good running the football. You know, Lafayette Christian played his toughest schedule, if not the toughest in the state. And Madison Prep is scary as can be, and they're probably only going to be a seven or eight seed. Uh, those teams look incredibly formidable. We'll talk to Linares L. Page of John F. Kennedy in the next segment. Uh, they certainly have had a great year. We'll get a high seed. And, and Hank Tierney's Archbishop Shaw Eagles are peaking at the right time. This is a fun class to look at. Yeah, there's some depth here, Ken. Um, there are probably six teams with legitimate chances of getting there. And then you mentioned Archbishop Shaw, who's improved tremendously under Hank Tierney and that new staff. Coach L. Page has done a great job at John F. Kennedy. They haven't had the toughest schedule, but they've won nine of their ten games. But you mentioned all the usual suspects in Division Two: STM, Turling, De La Salle, Lafayette Christian, Edie White, Madison Prep. That's going to be a fun bracket to watch. And, Ed, you guys covered uh, Newman St. Charles Catholic as we did last night, too. And St. Charles Catholic so tough. They toughed it on one. Newman's still probably going to get the top seed, but St. Charles would be second, so they'd be on opposite sides of the bracket in Division Three. Ed? Yeah, that would be a, uh, that would be a great championship game. Um, you know, look, um, St. Charles Catholic's really good, and so is Newman. And I don't know. I, 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 uh, I like the whole Division Two thing. I think that's a... That's a killer division. And when, and when you look at Carr, you know, Eric, as a coach, you know, last night they come out against Curtis and they play cover zero and they dare you to throw the football. And it, it's really hard on that level, I think, to consistently uh, complete passes against that, even in man coverage. Would you agree? And that's what you're facing because they're telling you you're not going to run the ball. You're going to have to beat our man coverage. I think that's a hard thing to do, don't you? Sure, without a doubt. They can load the box play man, challenge you to throw the football, load the box there. So physical up front, great size up front. One thing that Coach mm. Bryce Brown and his staff, they don't get enough credit on how well that they coach their guys. It's incredible. You look at special teams, and Edna Carr is incredibly coached up in special teams when it comes to scheme, when it comes to punt protection. When it comes to field goal protection, when it comes to punt rush, when it comes to the return game, they they have a they have a reason, they have a why, and they've been that way. And just when you think, hey, we're going to get a little edge in the kicking game, you can't because they're just so good. Yes, they're talented, but they're so well coached. And then, of well, course, they, uh, the, yeah, they're right. Go ahead, Ed. Well, that kicking game is going to decide a lot of games like the playoffs. No it's doubt, it's going to decide. It's going to decide a lot of games, and and there'll be teams who stay home because they can't make an extra point. We see it every year, and um, and and I think especially as you get later quarterfinals, semifinals, even the championship game, when the, when the really really good teams start to separate, and they and they get to uh, to those spots in the playoffs, and it's money time, so to speak, late November, early December, the team that can just Put the ball down cleanly and kick an extra point as a decided advantage. No doubt. And then, of course, 
you know, when you look at the rest of Division Three, a couple of minutes left with Eric before we move on. I mean, I mentioned Newman and St. Charles, but Louis Cook's a legendary coach. Notre Dame will be there. Dunham can really score. This might be Coach Weiner's best team. Uh, and then, of course, the two teams that are really dangerous are Calvary Baptist, who's just out of sight again, and University Lab, which might be as low as an eight or nine seed. How'd you like to have to face that team as an eight or nine seed? Yes, University, an eight seed, it looks like, and that's the product of being in a district with a few teams that have won zero to two games, but they've Beat Woodlawn, shut a Woodlawn team out in week one. Lost by a field goal to Rummel. Lost by 10 to Catholic. They were in the game the whole time. Lost to Madison Prep by a field goal late. So they're 7-3. and three. They're an eight seed. If you had to set a line on who may be the favorite in Division three, I think mm-hmm. you'd get a lot of coaches that would make the Cubs the favorite. But you have St. Charles Catholic, who – Won the Division Three championship last year. Coach Cook, you mentioned him, legend at Notre Dame. This is definitely Coach Weiner's best team at Dunham. They have Matt House's son, defensive coordinator at LSU, left-handed quarterback for Dunham. Uh, they have some good players at Dunham. And, of course, Arch Manning and Newman and Coach Stewart. I think the, the sleeping giant here, believe it or not, probably because – of their geographic location is Calvary. They've kind of yep. flown under the radar. And yep. they're 8-2, and two, and their two losses are to 5A programs up in Shreveport. And without a doubt, they're, they're a sleeping giant here. They're, they're a team. There's no one sleeping on them among the coaching staffs in Division Three. But nope. just when you think of Division Three, you think of Newman, University, St. Charles, Notre Dame, but forgetting about Calvary a little bit. Yeah, they're really good. Finally, you know, the Division Four select side, Vermilion Catholic has just been a machine. They're 10-0, and they're scoring like crazy, and they're shutting people out. They demolished Central Catholic, and Central Catholic's likely the second seed. But then you've got the traditional power in Washtenaw Christian. I never bet against them. They're really good. I like Riverside here. They're a nice football team. What a year uh, St. Martin's has had. They've done a good job. But then there's that sleeper team that nobody knows about in Glenbrook who's 10-0, and and beat Homer and Haynesville. You got it. They beat Homer and Haynesville, and they have the state's longest winning streak right now going back to last year. I believe it's 17 wins in a row, and they just went through their schedule this year. Some weaker schools on on their uh, schedule in the regular season, but they rose to the occasion. They beat Homer, who won the 1A non-select last year. They beat Haynesville, who's 8-2. and two. Cedar Creek's a good team. They opened with a win against them. And Coach Feaster's been around. He's been to the Dome with the Parkway team a few years ago. But some of the usual suspects in Division Four select, Wachita Christian, Vermilion Catholic, Southern Lab, and then Riverside with uh, first-year head coach Lee Roussel, who's doing a great job there. And you mentioned St. Martin's. Awesome for them to go 9-1. Yep, a great division, too. Ed, final word before we let Eric get away? Well, Coach, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, You know, I can honestly tell you that for the first time since uh, 2012, I'm actually looking forward to the first round. Because in the past, you know, we, we would go out and shoot games in the first round and Frankly, I think there was only a handful of them that were handful around the entire state that were any good. And I think we're going to have trouble making the schedule this week 
because there's going to be so many good games. So that, to me, just from my my viewpoint, is a is a very pleasant change. It's a pleasant change. It's a positive. You mentioned that you have trouble making that schedule and where to send the camera people, but that's a that's a positive for sure. Just the the competitive nature of the bracket. Sure, you have some where you still have some three win teams, some sub five hundred teams making it, and it's it just goes to show you that possibly like a lot of people out there have been saying, instead of having eight championships, why not? get it back to five that's an argument that's been going on since 2013 but for the first time in 10 years as ed said you see competitive brackets you see deeper brackets it's created excitement and one thing it's going to allow these coaches and these fan bases and especially especially these kids to do is to have some great life experiences i mean we have a great teaching tool in high school athletics great virtues and lessons learned there's nothing better than getting on a bus and going from one end of the state to the other going from new orleans to lake charles or monroe to lafayette and learning about different parts of the state and learning where different places are great louisiana history lesson uh to be learned out there as well so not only is it about football but it's about life experiences and all the great things that high school athletics bring well stated. Always a pleasure to visit with my friend Eric Held, uh, who runs the Louisiana High School Coaches Association. Thanks, Eric. You got it, guys. Thanks again for all you guys do for not only prep football, but for prep athletics. Okay, bye. All right, Eric. It's our pleasure. Thank you, Eric Held. All right, we'll take a brief time out. When we return, did you notice that John F. Kennedy Cougars, 9-1, and one, they'll get a bye in the Division II Select Playoffs. We'll talk to the architect of that fine program, Lanera Selpage. You know that name? He's next here on the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Hey, sports fans. This is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Are you seeing pink everywhere? Demo Diva Hot Pink Dumpsters are painting the town pink. Clean out your business, your building, or your closet. Rent one of our pink dumpsters. Don't feel blue. Don't see red. Catch the vibe. Get the pink. Demo Diva, we service commercial, industrial, and residential customers. 504-486-4121. Demo Diva, taking it down to the dirt. DemoDiva.com. Ring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. 
They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. It is basketball season in New Orleans, and you are invited to Lakefront Arena on Saturday, November 12th for an entire day of tailgating, cooking contests, basketball, music, prizes, and fireworks on the lakefront. Buy your tickets to the game today or secure your tailgating spot early by going to unoprivateers.com tickets or calling 504-280-GAME. The New Orleans Privateers, we are NOLA's team. At Simply Safe Home Security, we know in an emergency, the clock is ticking. So we designed an advanced security system powered by live 24-7 professional monitoring agents who use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture video evidence and verify a threat. Then alert police so you get faster police response. Right now, get 40% off any new system. Visit simplysafe.com/holiday to save big today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. One of the really good stories locally in high school football has been taking place in Gentilly, where the John F. Kennedy Cougars have, maybe you haven't noticed, quietly amassed a 9-1 and record. They've won six in a row, closed out the regular season with a 51-0 demolition of Sophie V. Wright last night. They win the District 9-3-8 championship, and now they'll get a high seed in the upcoming Division II select playoffs. Great to welcome a familiar name and a great guy, and he's still got game himself. I think he could put the pads on, Ed, and he might be able to run past a few guys. What do you think, Ed? I don't know. He and I would be, uh, uh, you know, 50-50 ball. I might be able to go up there and get it from him, you know? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Linares LP joining us now. Linares, don't let this guy insult you. Come on, man. How you doing, buddy? Guys, how y'all doing? I'm going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we, we, we just, of course, but Linares is one of the really good people in the business. He was a humble player, a great player, and now he's a humble coach, and he's turning out to be a great coach, too. Nine and one, coach. That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? 
yes, it does. Um, we we had a we had a, a long season, man, and and I'm proud of the kids. I'm proud of the boys. They fought hard, um, and they deserve this. They deserve this moment right now. Yeah. So, coach, I, you played this game at a very high level. What what is the thing that you have tried to um, transmit to the players about what it takes to be uh, successful at this? Uh, the, the the main thing is is the work ethic. You know, uh, you got a lot of get, a lot of guys that's that's talented, um, but if you don't put the work in, you'll never fulfill your full potential. So that's that's what I try to instill in them. Um, the work ethic, you know, that's what my coaches instilled in me. Uh, the, the film study, um, you know, the weight training, the conditioning. You take everything, you treat everything like a game. You attack it. So that's what I try to instill in my guys: is work hard and, and good things happen to people who work hard. No doubt, uh, and good things have happened for you. As I mentioned, six in a row. And, and the other thing, again, about you know, the one loss was a one-point loss. I mean, that was obviously a very difficult loss, but. Your team bounced back from that, you know, and you've, you've met the challenges. Yes, people will say, well, the strength of schedule isn't there. You play what's in front of you. You did that. And this is a young program. And to take this over, you know, as a third coach in like two or three years there, uh, I wouldn't call it a rebuilding situation, but it was a building situation. Did you think it could happen this quick? Uh, I, was planning, I was planning for it to happen in year three. Um, like you see, I took this. This is my third year uh, coming in. It was real tough, man. You know, we only had 23 players my first year. So for us to build to build a program up and get it to where it is now is 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 great. You know, so we we took our lumps um, and we just kept kept chopping wood and kept getting better and and now we're finally getting a chance to reap the benefits. Yeah, coach, I have to ask you: um, Do you follow Tulane? Are you keeping an eye on their success? Is it bringing back a lot of memories for you? What's, what's your take on all of that? Yes, I'm going to follow them. Actually, I was just watching them. Uh, preview they were showing a warm-up this morning on TV. I just finished watching it. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited that, 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 that the program is in good hands with Coach Fritz. And, um, and we're getting our due, man. 19, rank 19, that's, that, that's a big accomplishment. And, you know, first time in the playoff poll era, so... Man, I'm, I'm so proud of those guys, and uh, I wish I could get over there before the, you know, season ends to, to catch a game because I didn't, I wasn't able to catch one this year. Um, been so busy, but I'm, I'm keep, I'm watching, I'm watching from afar. Visiting with Lanaris L. Page of John F. Kennedy. All right, coach. So 51 to nothing over Sophie B. Wright last night. The story was your quarterback Chris Armstrong. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. He threw seven touchdown passes last night. Talk about Chris and talk about that performance. Oh man, Chris! Chris has been great for us, man. He's our senior quarterback. Um, this is second year in the offense, and he's taking control of it. He's understanding it. He's seeing it how I see it, um, and he's just leading our team, man. Offensively, he, he he's great for us. He's quiet. He's a humble kid. And the performance last night, man, was un- was unbelievable. I really didn't even realize he had that many touchdowns until the last one when he came, hugged me at the end, and said, "Coach, <laughs> I have seven touchdowns." I said, "What?" Uh, you know, so that kind of shocked me because a couple of those passes was like swing passes, and you know, uh, he just was making the right reason. We were clicking last night, so it really, it really was a good a good performance for him, and he deserved it, man. He works real hard. 
Um, and I'm just excited to see what he's going to do in this next season for us. Ed? Coach, how far can you go in the playoffs? Coach, I think we can, I think we could go all the way, Coach. Um, that's, 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 that's our mindset. Uh, that's our goal. I think if we play our brand of football, I think we could be anybody in the playoffs. Well, that's obviously our, you know, the, the focus now because the brackets come out tomorrow. Coach, it's looking like you'll probably be at number five. Is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that, that's what I, uh, from what I'm saying, I think it, we'll pretty much be number five. Uh, with, with Lafayette, Christian losing, I think they probably lock us in at five. And then you look at that division, man, that's, we talked about it with Eric Held earlier on the show. That's a tough division. There's some really tough, traditionally tough teams in that division, aren't there? Yes, yes. Division two is not no pushover. I know division one is, is the power, but division two, not, not no pushover, man. Those teams, uh, especially in, in the Lafayette area, are, are tough, tough teams. You know, so uh, we, we, we have some competition at division two. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good, good playoff in that division. And. Coach, do you think that what you did as a player that it, it, it that players buy in based on the fact that they know that that you you played the game at a very high level does that give you a little more credibility? You think? Yeah, I, I think it plays a part. Uh, I think it gives me a little more credibility because they know I've been through it. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not just just saying it. I, I've actually been through it and lived it and and and. and you know, and, and show them the way, you know, and letting them know how it goes because the experience that I have. So I think that plays a part in, um, you know, a lot of their parents um, saw me play or, or, or watched me play, and that kind of helps helps out a lot too with those, you know, with them believing. Because, you know, they never saw, but from what they hear and, you know, stuff like that. So I really think that that helps. You know, it's a little, it's a little edge, a bonus for me. When I'm talking, and you know they could, they they have faith that I know what I'm talking about. Well, I have some video, so if they if they're <laughs> if they're if they're curious, I can always we transfer it to them. I have a I have a we have a we have a few of your plays along the way here. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like to have that. I don't have. <laughs> yeah, you know, I tell you what, I, I'll have to, I'll have to go back and hunt. I mean, you know, I I uh, I know we have it because uh, you know it's it's a little different now than the. And in the digital era, but we can we can go back and we can go back and find quite a bit of that. I'm sure. Man, I would love to have it. I don't have anything. Katrina took everything from me. Katrina took everything. Well, you know what? Yeah. Coach, then, then in the off season, I'm going to have to make that a little bit uh, make make that one of my uh, my priorities to, to hunt and peck. And we we need to talk about uh, about certain games that uh, that we can we can find because I think that's. Uh, you know, as the years go on, I think that's incredibly important. Right. I appreciate that. I really do. Yes, sir. Well, it's been a heck of a year for the John F. Kennedy Cougars thus far. Now the second season begins. Last thought, Coach, you, you, you'll get a bye. So you have any injuries? You got some guys to heal up? Is this going to help you? Yes, it's definitely going to help. I have a couple of guys nicked up. Um, and with this bye, we, we'll be able to get them back for the, for the first game. So that'll be great. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, just told my guys last night, man. Congratulations, they deserved it. But you know, to, you know, we have a 24-hour rule. So this, today, we're going to go in and watch the film. Um, it's over now. Whatever we did, the nine and one doesn't matter. It's, it's zero and zero now. So we have to um, get ready for this second season. 
Linares Elpage, John F. Kennedy Cougars, congratulations. Great regular season. We sure are looking forward to see what you can accomplish in the playoffs. And look, if you need that extra hand, just slip a uniform on uh, and don't tell anybody and go run for a touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> Coach, you got to be careful. You might pop that hamstring. You, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that anymore, Coach. Yeah, you, you, you better be careful hey, with that, buddy. Yeah, you, you absolutely right. You asked me. I don't know if that handy could, could handle it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Linares, thank you. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work, man. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate My it. My pleasure. Okay. You got it, Linares. L. Page of John F. Kennedy. All right, it's 504-260-1061. Tulane and Tulsa coming up. We'll talk about that next when we return with the 3 Gator Show here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Ring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. That's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Don't miss your chance to tailgate with NOLA's team on Saturday, November 12th at Lakefront Arena. Tailgate Village opens at noon. Food trucks, music, inflatables, face painting, and games for kids, a cooking contest, chances to win big prizes, and much more waiting for you. Then watch the UNO Privateers men's basketball team open their home schedule at 4 p.m., followed by post-game fireworks on the lakefront. To purchase tickets and learn more, head on over to unoprivateers.com slash tickets or call 504-280-GAME. New Orleans is not only a special place, it's our home. New Orleans, if you know, you know. No one knows for sure why and how New Orleanians began to eat red beans and rice. The most popular theory? Monday is the day most often associated with the dish because, as the story goes, the first day of the week was washing day, and the woman responsible for providing a household with a clean set of clothes was also obligated to feed the household that evening. Cleaning and cooking left little time and attention for both, so a pot of red beans was left on the stove simmering long and gentle throughout the day. Another popular theory? We eat red beans on Monday to reuse the ham bone left over from Sunday's dinner. Regardless of where it truly originated from, any and all true New Orleanians are always ready for a plate of red beans and rice on Monday. If you know, you know. Brought to you by Cajun Country Rice and Camellia Red Beans. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted.
at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. But here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word ROOM to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text ROOM to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text ROOM to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text ROOM to 323232 now. Text ROOM to 323232. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. On ESPNU coming up at the top of the hour, Tulane-Tulsa American Conference battle and the green wave over a touchdown favorite at a place where they've had some horror stories in recent years with some very difficult close losses against the Golden Hurricane. Well, obviously, they're all big games, Ed, but... This is, I think, I've said this all week on my talk shows, I think this is a maturity game for Tulane. A mature football team gets the job done, knowing it won't be easy, but gets the job done in a situation like this. Agreed? Well, I don't, I don't think it's unlike the South Florida game in that regard. I mean, you know, I just think that, um, you know, they've, they've, uh, they've got to win on days where maybe – they're not emotionally at a peak or they don't play their best. And I think that was kind of summed up what we saw against South Florida a couple of weeks ago against a team that's not very good. And um, I think that's what you're facing here. But look, Tulsa is always, they have a lot of confidence against Tulane. They've always been able to make plays against Tulane, including last year. So, um, you know, I think it's one of those games where there's not a real big fear factor. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're on our way early. We're driving up to uh, Baton Rouge to try to beat some of the traffic and go get lunch. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sense the same thing uh, going up here, that when it comes to LSU, uh, there's a quiet little confidence that, you know, that they can, as the underdog, that they can be in this game and have a chance to win. And I think Tulsa feels, feels the same way. And why wouldn't you? They've always been able to make the plays against uh, – the green wave. And I think, you know, Willie Chris is, I, I know coaches the whole one day at a time and one week at a time and all of that stuff, but I think it's the absolute right approach because people are talking about all kinds of things, but you haven't won a game in November yet. <laughs> you got to win a game on the road. You got to win a game against Central Florida next Saturday. You got to turn around and do it five days later against SMU uh, on a Thursday night, which is, which is a, a, a goofy schedule, as we know. And then you got to turn around and you got to do it against Cincinnati on uh, on a on a Friday uh, after Thanksgiving. So look, I, I just think that there's a there's a, a ton of miles to play in this uh, in this whole thing. And and you know the one thing that Willie says all the time, and I agree, 
you know, for what it's worth, I mean, he just says, uh, hey, we're not good enough to just roll the ball out there and play. And that would put them in the same category as a lot of teams in college football. So they got to be on their P's and Q's today. The one thing I think helps them, Kenny, is that, uh, you know, they've, they've got a lot of veteran leadership and they have a good defense. And, you know, and they can run the ball. So when you can do all of those things, then, I, you know, I think those are the things that, uh, that travel. I agree. And every year is different. Fact of the matter is Tulane's lost seven out of eight times at Tulsa. And many of these games have been excruciatingly difficult. Of course, the last one was that double overtime loss, 30-24, to 24, two years ago. Four years ago, they did beat Tulsa on the road, 24-17. But you look at some of the other results, lost a double overtime game there in 2014. I mean, some of these games at Tulsa have been brutal uh, games right. to lose. And, you know, so there is a history there. But I think this is a better team, and I think this is a mature team. And I think it's a well-coached team. And I think it's a focused team. And I think Tulane will get the job done today. Right. You know, I'm, the one thing they have is, is that, you know, they have a ton of experience. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was visiting uh, with uh, a member of the Tulane staff this week who was, who was at the station. And one of the things I told the staffer was, I said, you know, you, you don't realize how important experience is until you have it. And, uh, and I think there's a, there's a, you know, there's a lot of experience on this football team. A lot of guys who have played a lot of snaps, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be uh, undone by this situation. But you know, look, it's it's November, it's November fifth. Am I right? It's the fifth, correct? Correct. Okay, because I, you know, all the days just run together at this time of year. No doubt. But it's, right, but it's November fifth. I mean, nobody's punching their ticket to anything right now, and and. You got you got some really difficult games coming up, and um, you know would we love to see it happen? Absolutely, would we love to see the school win their first conference championship in 24 years? I think it would be phenomenal. If they got into a New Year's Six bowl, that would be the first time in in 83 years that they were playing on on New Year's Day. I mean that's 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 phenomenal if if that could happen. But you got you got a lot of football left to play. And, and you, you, you just got to be smart about it. Yeah, one game at a time. I know it's a cliche, but it's true. And this game is huge for many reasons. But, you know, more than anything else, if they win this game, look, Central Florida is a really talented offensive team, but you get them at home. SMU has been good in recent years. Maybe not all that this year, but you get them at home. And therefore, if you win this game today, I think there is a not only reasonable, but I think there's a pretty good chance that Tulane will go into that game with Cincinnati uh, with a chance for everything, Cotton Bowl and everything else that goes along right. with it, and go into that game at 10-1 and 1 on Black Friday. What a situation that would be. Right. Well, you know, look, the, 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 thing, about, uh, the thing about that situation is, is that, uh, you know, um, you play that game, and then you got to go back and probably play it again, or, mm-hmm. or you know, come back and play it at your place. You could be hosting a conference championship game, you know, the uh, the following weekend. What would that be? December third, fourth, whenever it was. You could be hosting a conference championship game. So mm-hmm. well, there's a lot of football to be sorted out. We'll know a lot more after this weekend, and uh, for planning purposes, we're gonna, we're going to have to get busy with it and figure out some things and. Um, 
and uh, hopefully we have the opportunity to figure those things out. But the problem you have when you're in the five, you know, your margin for error is so small. If 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 you lose and you're a two loss team in the group of five, then you're probably, you know, you're going to a bowl, but you're not going to the bowl that you desire. And you know, it's 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 not easy. So, but the highest ranked group of five team gets in. So uh, that'll be somebody. Why not the Green Wave? Why not, indeed? 504-260-1061. Mr. Greeny wants to weigh in. Mr. Greeny, how are you? Hey, Jay, Mr. Greeny is going to be weighing in. About Tulane football, I say Tulane will go either to the, if they keep winning, remain to four games and win the conference championship, either going to go to, like you said, combo, I say, what about the uh, Gator Bowl? And Orange Bowl, that's major bowl games doing, could be getting in. And Kenny, last place, hold up your answer, does he? Uh, oh, yeah, about what's that, uh, that's that restaurant in Piccadilly's Cafeteria and Mary. Is that reopened for y'all? Like we call, come up down to Wednesday? And, yeah. Good. Yeah. I answer my question. I answer my other First question, goodbye. Yeah, all right, you got it, sure thing. Yeah, that's every every Wednesday, but the third Wednesday of the month at Piccadilly at noon, our ministry luncheons. But yeah, uh, the bold possibilities, you mentioned a couple there. Look, that will take care of itself. And as Ed said, with the Power 5 situation being as it is, if they can take care of business, and it's a huge task, obviously, to win out, yeah, they're going to be in, in, that, in one of those unique uh, bowl games, which will be phenomenal. Uh, to look at. I mean, look, in the undefeated season, the the current system didn't exist, and they had to go to Memphis and play in the Liberty Bowl. You know, that's a nice experience. No knock uh-huh. on it, but it but it is not, you know, it is not Fiesta. It is not Sugar Bowl. It is not Orange Bowl. It is not Cotton Bowl. It is not Rose Bowl. So, yeah, a different experience altogether. Uh, there is a chance at something bigger and better this time around. Well, you know, and also, too, you got to look at the uh, at the and how many bowls you have now? I mean, there's yeah. a lot more teams going to bowls. I mean, how many bowls do we have now? Kenny, close to 40, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd have to look it up, honestly. Yeah. You know, man. look, I'll give you an example. Um, I had Billy Ferranti on uh, Sports Zone last year mm-hmm. before the New Orleans Bowl. And yeah. one of the things he said to me was, you know, when we started our bowl, I think we were the 20th bowl. And that was, what, 30 years ago? That the New Orleans 2000, Bowl 2000, yeah, 2000, I think. Yeah, yeah. 2000, okay, 22 years ago when the New Orleans Bowl started. Uh, that was the 20th Bowl or something like that, in the low 20s for sure. And I, maybe I'm, the exact number slips me. But we have some bowls that, frankly, uh, you know, their names change every year. They have different fun. And, mm-hmm. frankly, a lot, of, a lot of those bowls are owned by ESPN. They're made for television affairs. So, um, you know, but, but everyone knows everyone knows who the, the cachet bowls are, all right? Mm-hmm. And, and you want to try to and, – and then there's a second tier that's actually pretty good that, that, that you, would, you would like to get into. Like I've, I've been with, uh, with LSU to the Capital One Bowl and the Music City Bowl and and uh, and they were they were very well run bowls, but it, when you're talking about a New Year's Six bowl, that is a that is a that is a huge accomplishment for a program. 
No doubt. And, of course, the new uh, RNL carries New Orleans Bowl since 2001, officially. 2001. So, okay, yeah, there over, you go. Over 21, two decades. No, 21 years, yeah. So, yeah. you know, but, but again, but Billy's point at the time was mm-hmm. that, that's how many bowls there were when, when the New Orleans Bowl started. So when you look at the field almost doubling since then, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's hard to keep up with all of it. But when you say New Year's Six, well, then you're, uh, you know, you're saying something. I mean, I go back to, we go back to 98, Kenny. If there were a playoff in 98, then, then Tulane would have played Tennessee in the first round. Yeah. That, that how, much, been, how much fun would that have been? Sure. Yeah, that would have been incredible, you know. And, uh, you know, if they beat BYU, they had the perfect season, and it was a phenomenal team and a great year. But uh, how crazy would that have been if they had played mm-hmm. If they had played the University of Tennessee in a bowl game in a national quarterfinal, that would have been pretty interesting. All right, second hour set to begin. We'll talk about LSU next. The Saints coming up, Pelicans too. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgater Show continues in a moment. You're on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Are you seeing pink everywhere? Demo Diva Hot Pink Dumpsters are painting the town pink. Clean out your business, your building, or your closet. Rent one of our pink dumpsters. Don't feel blue. Don't see red. Catch the vibe. Get the pink. Demo Diva. We service commercial, industrial, and residential customers. 504-486-4121. Demo Diva. Taking it down to the dirt. Demodiva.com. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry. The Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. It is basketball season in New Orleans, and you are invited to Lakefront Arena on Saturday, November 12th for an entire day of tailgating, cooking contests, basketball, music, prizes, and fireworks on the lakefront. Buy your tickets to the game today or secure your tailgating spot early by going to unoprivateers.com tickets or calling 504-280-GAME. The New Orleans Privateers, we are NOLA's team. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. 
I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code WIN for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WIN. What's worse than calling your growing your junk? Treating it like junk. Respect your pubic region with Gillette Intimate. Gentle and easy pubic hair care from America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. Gillette, the best a man can get. Buy now at Walmart. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we start our second hour, we'll talk about LSU. The Saints coming up, Pelicans as well. But I do want to pass on that Bryce Brown has, has communicated with me that x rays on AJ Samuel's right shoulder, negative. And he should be okay to be able to participate in the playoffs. That's good news, Ed. Yeah, you don't want to see the young man hurt. That's, uh, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, he's a, uh, he's a really good player. And he, he made some really nice plays last night in that game. And, and, and you want to you want to see in the playoffs, you want to see the best players play. And he certainly is one of the best players, I think, in the state. LSU hosting Alabama, the annual trilogy. Alabama's dominated, especially in Tiger Stadium. Uh, and, of course, Alabama's a two-touchdown favorite here this evening. This is a strange game, and I'm not sure how to feel about it. Are we going to see the LSU team that got blown out at home by Tennessee? Or are we going to see the LSU team that blew out Ole Miss at home? I think the answer is probably somewhere in between. And the only way LSU has a chance in this game is to outscore Alabama. I do not see uh, the Tigers really uh, being able to stop Alabama and Bryce Young in that offense. But I do see the ability for LSU to score points on the Alabama defense. Well, I do too. Um... You know, I, I think that you're you're spot on. I I think that LSU has to be in the 30s to have a chance to win this game. And the low 30s may not be good enough. So to me, um, that's why I'm a little I'm a little curious, Kenny, with the uh, with the total on this game because it's 56 and a half. Yes, and, yes. And, I, and, I, I was yeah, going to bring that up. Yeah, you're reading right, you're reading I, my mind, man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like you know I'm I'm looking at that the whole week. Okay. I'm looking at the gold sheet. I'm looking at some other, uh, you know, when, when my mind drifts and I'm sitting at my desk and um, I'm looking at this and I'm like, 
Well, you know, maybe they know something I don't. I mean, these are the experts, and, and they've got millions of dollars that is wagered on, on, on what these uh, shops and books put out. And, you know, I love this time of year because the uh, – and, and I'm not a gambler. I've been, on, I've been on three Triple Crown races a year. Uh, with Ray Ray Boudreau, but, um, you know, I'm not a gambler, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, to me, I mean, this looks like easy money. Uh, I definitely bet the over. And especially with the way LSU is playing now on offense, I know Alabama is uh, a potent offensive team, but I, I just, I have a hard time on 56 and a half. I, I, somebody's going to have to explain that to me. That was the thing that stood out to me most. That's where I was going next when I looked at this because, you know, Alabama is still Alabama. This is an exceptional team, an exceptional program, an exceptional coach. But defensively, they have not been all that this year. They just haven't. When you look at, you know, what they've done, win or lose, uh, they have been better in some games than others, but nothing, uh, nothing along the lines of what we've seen previously and LSU is a vastly improving offensive football team that's that's pretty obvious so uh, I still pick Alabama to win the game I think they're the better overall team and there's a reason they're favored by two scores but I do think that there's a pathway for LSU uh, they could sure. win the game but they're going to need help they're going to need to win the turnover battle and they're going to have to be really good on offense well, they're going to have to be really good on offense, but I don't, I don't, you know, the turnovers, I guess, are important. But, you know, to me, if the turnover margin, let's just say that it's even, all right? Let's just say that neither team turns the ball over tonight and they play a clean game. Then, you know, I still think that, that, uh, that, that LSU can win. You know, I'm just really curious to see what their defensive plan is. Um, you know, the first thing they've got to do is they've got to play better in the first quarter. They played some abysmal first quarters this year. And uh, the last two games at home have been wretched in the first quarter. The Tennessee game, we all know, was terrible. And, and the Ole Miss game, they were down 14-3. So I just think that they've got to play a lot better, you know, in the first quarter. But And they've been a really good second-half team. You know, the thing about Alabama is, Kenny, they have two of the top three or four picks in this year's draft. Will Anderson is a fantastic player. He might be the first pick. And Bryce Young is certainly uh, a tremendous uh, player and is going to be one of the first picks as a quarterback. But I don't know how good their team is around them, except for Jameer Gibbs, who has been exceptional, averaging almost seven yards a carry. The guy is not only their leading rusher, he's their leading receiver. So, um, you know, they've got some great players, but I don't know how good their team is. And there have been a, there have been a lot of Alabama teams that have come to Baton Rouge, and you're like, holy smoke, not only is their first team exceptional, but their backups are extremely good, too. And I don't really know if that's been the case. I mean, other than Gibbs, you know, Tyler Steen has been their left tackle. I don't think he's been great for them out there. He's been good. But, uh, you know, Jermaine Burton was supposed to be a big part of their offense, you know, coming uh, from uh, 
from Georgia, and uh, of course he had that, that that issue at the Tennessee game. But I don't know how good um, their roster is overall. Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense, and I do not disagree with you at all. Right, and you know, I think when you look at the off season as far as player procurement, all right, based on where they were as a roster last year and based on where they are as a roster right now today, I think that in, in 11 months since Brian Kelly got here, he and his staff have done an exceptional job of upgrading their talent. Look at all the guys that they have. You know, the two tackles who are true freshmen, Perkins, Mason Taylor. And that was not a big recruiting class, but it's been very, very good. And, of course, what they've done in the portal is unbelievable. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels, Fouché, Brooks, you know, Bernard Converse, Gardner, Lacey, I could go down the line, uh, Miles Frazier. I mean, you look, you look at all the guys they brought in, and I think they're going to do that again uh, this year. And then, you know, look, it, I, I have to laugh when I'm not hearing, according to ESPN, great things about Brian Kelly and Baton Rouge. And then yesterday they turn around and get a quarterback <laughs> who moves up from 25 to 24, and I haven't seen him play, just seen a little video of him, but apparently he's one of the best players in America. So, uh, you know, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't know where some of the people, some people get this stuff, but, you know, the one thing I will say is that, you know, I'm not in New York. Uh, you know, I'm up here watching games every week. And, uh, you know, I'm watching, I'm not watching the game on television. I'm watching these guys play in person. And, and I don't, I don't understand that, that, uh, the, some of the critical element of that. I think it's, I think frankly, it's stupid. Well, Tulane has taken the opening kickoff and driven 75 yards for a touchdown. Extra point good. Green wave seven, nothing over Tulsa. 12.39 to play in the first. Ty J. Spears broke a 52 yard run, and that set up a touchdown pass of looks like 10 yards from Michael Pratt to his tight end, Tyreek James. So Tulane leads 7 nothing. Boy, that's a great start for the Green Wave, Ed. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, Tyreek James, that's all he does is catch touchdown passes. I mean, he, he, that, that guy is that guy's on the same wavelength with Michael Pratt. I mean, those guys are like, you've you got to be wondering if they, wonder if they were separated at birth. I mean, those guys have been uh, on the same wavelength for, for a while. And, I, you know, when people talk about uh, NFL guys on their team, I think, I think Tajay Spears is going to make a lot of money in the NFL. Uh, I just think the guy is super. And I think James is going to get a look, too, because he's, he's physical enough to block at the point of attack, and, he, and he's, he's already proven his ability as a pass receiver. So, but, you know, you talked about the maturity part of it and, and being able to handle a situation like that, and, and you know, that's how you do it. You, you, you go down the field and score. Well, they've done that. Great start for the Green Wave. All right, so as for LSU – Look, Jaden Daniels, I think if we had the discussion about him a month ago, I don't think either one of us were really sure that he would be that guy. That's how drastically things have changed and how drastically he has changed and he has improved. Is it all about maturity? Is it all about familiarity? Is it all about the coaching staff figuring out what's, you know, what he's most comfortable with? I mean, what do you see as the dramatic, and I do stress dramatic change, in what we've seen from Jaden Daniels? Well, couple of things. I, I think that uh, it did take some time. And, 
you know, one of the things that uh, JT mentioned to me this week is that we did an interview about Jaden Daniels and talking about the Alabama-LSU game. And one of the things he said is, it just takes time. You cannot simulate it in practice. You have to play in games. And, um, you know, I, I just think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And also, too, Kenny, I, here's what I think happened. He got off to a great start at, at Florida, played a great first quarter, and he hasn't been the same player since. And I think the, the light came on. You know, um, he made that long throw to Booty uh, in the first quarter where he was in the pocket. He didn't try to escape. He made a long throw to him, and then they made a couple of other throws uh, on that drive, and they scored early. And I just think that from a confidence standpoint, I, I really think the, the the first half of the Florida game was a was a, a pivotal turning point for him. For whatever reason, it was like, okay, I yeah, I can I can play in this league. Yeah, I'm good enough. Yeah, I can do anything I want. And and since then, you know, those two games, he's forty four of sixty passing and he's accounted for eleven touchdowns in two games. So, you know, I his his play over the last two games has been as good as any quarterback in the country. And you know, I I, I just think that um, especially with a transfer guy, maybe maybe you put a little pressure on yourself to uh, to come in and play at a very high level and prove yourself. And that's only, I think, uh, human when you, when you do something like that. Hey, I, I came here. I've got to win the job. I've got to prove to people that I'm good enough to play in this league. I'll give you another guy who's, who's having a great year like that, you know, who left the SEC, and I didn't really think he was that good a quarterback. But Bo Nix has done an incredible job for Oregon. And I think it's, it's much the same scenario when a guy goes somewhere and, you know, it's 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 a different place, and you want to prove that you're good enough. Well, Bo Nix got out ahead of the posse. Smart move by him. It wouldn't Auburn wish they had him now, but he's out of a place that really is in disarray. That's clear. 504-260-1061. Shalmet for Randy. Randy, thanks for your patience, and welcome to the 3 Gator Show. Hey, guys. Uh, if uh, I pulled up a site. I don't know how correct it is, but it showed the high school power ranking. Uh-huh. If the one if the one I pulled up was right, it had uh, Rustin and Neville one and two, and Destrehan three. Yes, um, is, is that is that kind of what what y'all think? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think those are the top three, and and I think it does fall in that order. I think that's correct. Yes, is that is that because the North Louisiana teams played a tougher schedule? Yes, unquestionably. Yes. Yeah, no, right. No, and look, no question and about think, it. And I think, and I think Kenny, I think Kenny made a great point early in the program uh, about an hour ago when we were discussing it, Randy. I mean, you know, look, it's not uh, Destrehan's uh, district um, has been good in the past, but it's it's not that good this year, and I and I think that's hurt them. And um, you know, they've got a great team. Everyone knows they do. I've gotten a few ugly emails this year about not covering enough Destrehan games. <laughs> so no, and you know, look, and, and 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 people, you know, people have the right to voice their displeasure. And right. the only thing I did was I sent the gentleman an email with a long list of all the stories we've done on Destrehan. Yeah, so did I. Yep. Yeah, including yep. the two offensive linemen that were linemen of the week, all the mm-hmm. games they've covered, all the feature stories we've done. But mm-hmm. I also pointed out to the gentleman, it's not their fault. All right, nope. but. They were playing in a, in a stretch of three district games 
where their starters left the game early, the combined score was 137-3. to Now, when I'm looking at a docket on a Friday night, and I'm, I'm sitting there for hours trying to figure out how we're going to get all the best games, okay? Those are not the best games. And, um, and I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go down to the bayou on a Friday night to, to shoot a 55 to nothing game. I'm not going to do it. And, and I, but to answer your question, that's, that's what happens. Strength of schedule is a big part of that. And again, um, that's not their fault. They've been exceptional, and they have, a, I, I think, a really good chance to, to, to win a state championship. But that's why they're not the number one seed. In fact, I would go further. I'd say they're my favorite to win the state championship. And, yeah. uh, and again, it has nothing, just like I said, it has nothing to do with the team. They're, the seeding yeah, process, the yeah, seating process is, a, is a great process. It, it improved high school sports uh, immeasurably when they implemented it because it factors in strength of schedule, who you play, wins and losses, and, and I think it's great. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, Rustin played a very challenging schedule, very challenging, and Neville played yeah. a tough schedule too. And even other teams surrounding Destrahan in the power rankings played a huge schedule too. I mean, Zachary played an incredible schedule. So did Airline. I mean, those are the two toughest schedules in the class, and they're going to end up fifth and sixth uh, because of it. Benton played a tough schedule. But, you know, Destrahan can't control what its district is like. You can control your non-district schedule, but then again, it's hard to get teams to play you when you're very good as well, Randy, as you know. Now, I mean, you know, look, they know you're good. They're going to duck, they're going to duck you. I mean, you know, look, I don't, I don't think anybody was, I don't think uh, teams are lining up uh, or out the door and around the corner to try to get on Destrahan's schedule this year. I don't think anyone wanted to do that for good reason. Now, if, if I looked at something correct, Chalmette would be playing East St. John. Chalmette, uh, you're looking at right now uh, as a uh, got him as a 22, 22, was, 22 again. East St. John would be the 11 going to Keller Stadium, and that, by the way, I think would be one of the best first round matchups because I think that's a that's a fairly even game. Uh, yeah, East St. John is yeah, East St. John's eight and two, and, and the same thing applies to the Wildcats. Look, Brandon Brown is a terrific coach. Okay, uh, he's been to the Dome. He's done a great job. But, you know, again, the schedule did not help East St. John. They played St. James early on. But other than that, again, in that league, it just didn't compute. And, you know, and they just got beat by Holy Cross last night. So I think that from the standpoint of competition, this is one of the more competitive games that you'll see in the opening round. And were you surprised that Newman was ahead of St. Charles Catholic? No, because uh, Newman, because St. Charles Catholic has three losses. So, you know, and now again, it's all about the schedule that St. Charles Catholic played and all about, you know, the fact that they had injuries too. But Newman played a tough schedule as well. So that's why uh, yeah, they, they mean, like you know, the edge out of St. Charles Catholic. You look, at, you look at Newman's schedule. I mean, they went to Manny, who is a, who's a very good team in North Louisiana. Uh, they played Hanville. Um, you know, they played Benton. I mean, you know, they, they, they played up in weight class a lot. And I think they did that on purpose. And, uh, of course, they did because, you know, Coach Stewart made the schedule. But, you know, I, I, I think that that helped them. And, you know, the one thing that's hurt them is that they don't have Will Randall, who next to Arch is, 
you know, is a superb player, not only on offense but on defense. But uh, that's what happened. St. Charles Catholic had injuries and they had three losses. And, and you saw, you've seen what they've done the last two weeks when they've had their quarterback. And nothing against the young man who quarterbacked them in the uh, in the in the break there. But uh, between uh, you know Audemars getting hurt and coming back, but you can see how good a a player the young man is, and you know. That's that's kind of why it is what it is. Yep, Benton, uh, Benton, a top eight seed in Division One. There put you that go. In perspective, I mean, I mean yep, when you yep. when you play a top eight seed in a, in a in a in a much higher class than yours, then you get the power points. Um, it'll be very interesting. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. We are too, Randy. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Ready. Thank you. All right. Uh, Tulsa kicks a 46-yard field goal, two-lane seven, Tulsa three. Each team scoring on its first possession, but the Wave with a 7-3 lead. We'll take a timeout here. When we return, the New Orleans Saints Monday night football against the Ravens. We'll touch on the Pelicans and their win last night as well. We are glad you've joined us on this Saturday morning. Three Tailgaters show, Ken and Ed, back in just a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch! Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football, live from Munich. Sunday, November 13th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Don't miss your chance to tailgate with NOLA's team on Saturday, November 12th at Lakefront Arena. Tailgate Village opens at noon. Food trucks, music, inflatables, face painting, and games for kids, a cooking contest, chances to win big prizes, and much more waiting for you. Then watch the UNO Privateers men's basketball team open their home schedule at 4 p.m., followed by post-game fireworks on the lakefront. To purchase tickets and learn more, head on over to unoprivateers.com tickets or call 504-280-GAME. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. 
If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick to get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Your weekly forum for genuine substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgater Show here on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Monday Night Football for the New Orleans Saints against the Baltimore Ravens in the Caesars Superdome. Ravens are a field goal favorite in the game, and you don't ever want to overemphasize importance of games, but yeah, this is real important. Uh, the Saints are a, a slight underdog at home against a team with a quarterback who can be exceptional and can escape the pocket and make massive plays. That's the key to the game, obviously, is to keep him in the pocket uh, and keep him a pocket passer. But when you look at this game because of the, what's to come, this is huge. I mean, there's a trip to Pittsburgh after that. No road game's easy, but the Saints have been pretty good on the road, and uh, the Steelers are in a bit of disarray. So if you win this game, there's a real good chance to be back to 500 and still having those three division games left, two of them at home. So to me, this is, this is the game. And if they win this game, I think the Saints are, are in solid shape to be able to have a chance to win this division. And if they don't win this game, uh, they're in trouble. Well, I mean, you know, look, when you, when you start out three and five, you don't have, you don't have a ton of, uh, ton of margin for error, but, um, uh, I agree. Um, you know, the one thing the Steelers are doing is they've, they've made a commitment to go with a rookie, and they're going to bite the bullet this year. And and that's what they're doing. And, um, you know, hoping that in the future it pays off. And, frankly, Kenny, the Saints may be making that same decision at some point. I don't think so with the young young roster they have, but it might not be – a bad idea. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's always the possibility that they could, that they could be doing the same thing at quarterback right now again next year. Don't you? Of course there's their possibility. Yes. Yeah. And because, you know, the one thing that, uh, that's happened is, is that Dalton has played very well and, um, maybe not very well, but well, he's played pretty solidly. He has. I think that's, and, you know, and uh, I think, you know, even though that we tried to reclassify Taysom Hill as a tight end, the Saints did as an organization, uh, I think Taysom Hill's showing you that, uh, that he still has a lot of value as a quarterback. So maybe, maybe that's the way forward uh, for this club. But to me, the game on Monday night is about this. Which Saints defense shows up? Is it the one that was dominant? When you hold a team to 183 yards in an NFL game, that's mm-hmm. ridiculously good. Is uh, Are we going to get the same uh, Peyton Turner? <laughs> are we going to get the same... Uh, David Onyemata. David Onyemata. I mean, all of a sudden, these guys, you know, Peyton Turner, you know, the, the biggest ability is availability. And he hasn't been available. Well, he's available last Sunday... 
and he plays lights out. He's got two sacks and two quarterback hurries. And he did what he was supposed to do when he was drafted by the Saints in the first round, and that's pressure the quarterback. So, to me, it's about the Saints defense. Saints defense uh, shows up, and, you know, they keep Baltimore to around 17 to 20 points, but I think the Saints win. But, uh, you know, we'll see, because it, it's just uh, they, they have a very uh, – it's, it's it, they do not have a large margin for error. I think that's fair enough to say. Yeah, and they've struggled against mobile quarterbacks, as we know, in recent years. So we'll see what adjustments are made. Uh, Tulane on the move again. Uh, what a daring call. Tulane faked a punt at its own 36-yard line on fourth and one. They made it, and now they're at the Tulsa six-yard line after a long run by uh, Shetty Clayton Johnson and uh, knocking on the door again, leading 7-3 over Tulsa. So we'll keep you posted on that. It's 504-260-1061 to join us. And here is Kurt in New Orleans. Kurt, welcome to the show. Good morning. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> good morning, guys. Yeah, good morning. Be, might, might be a little bit of a wet feel. It's a little interesting. Well, you know what, Kurt? It's I don't think so. You, yeah, I don't think so. It's funny, it's funny that you mention that, Kurt, but we are, we are approaching the Geismo Prairieville exit. If you've been on Interstate 10, going toward oh, yeah. Baton Rouge and all that, it's Highway 73. And yeah. uh, it is it is it is a very faint drizzle, and That's we good. drove through quite a bit of rain getting up here. But it looks like the skies are clearing, and That's I think uh, I think we're going to have a nice track tonight. Good, I do too. But you they know, cover the field anyway, so I think right, they cover the field anyway. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, t- you know, touching back real quick on last week, I'm thinking maybe Michael Thomas has just a little bit more respect maybe for this coaching staff than than, than Peyton because he's going ahead with the surgery right now. Now, whether he – maybe he has to, because it's just something he's got to take care of. But, no, seriously, Ash reported that – I see – I heard Ash report that, um, you know, uh, you know, he, you know, Thomas and Landry, they aren't hurt. They are injured. One with the little forensic, one with the torn ligaments. So, they're not laying on a leg. You know, Landry isn't either. Do you think Landry has a shot to come back towards the end of the season at all? I mean, I know Thomas is – you know, that's not happening, I guess, from what they're saying, but – just kind of, you know, wondering on Landry, you know. Well, Landry well, was limited. He was limited this week, so he, he was actually limited, participated. Yeah, limited practice the first, the first two, first two days. So that's okay. a good thing. And look, I don't think anyone, you know, you know, I, a couple of things on the whole courage and availability issue and all of that stuff. All right, I thought yeah. it was pretty interesting that Alvin Kamara jumped to yeah. Michael Thomas's defense yesterday. I don't know if you saw all the comments. Yeah, but he yeah, said he said it hurts yeah. his soul or hurts his heart that yeah. that people criticize Thomas because he did everything he could uh, yeah. to be ready to play. I thought that was interesting. And number two, look, I don't think anyone should ever question uh, Jarvis Landry's desire to play the game. Now, has yeah. he been playing the game a long time? And is he probably not going to play it uh, very much longer in the NFL? I mean, you could make an argument for that especially when a guy gets the double-digit years in the league. But I don't, right. I don't think anyone should ever question yeah. uh, Jarvis Landry's desire to play. He's yeah. never backed up to the pay window with a 357 in his hand. He's always I earned mean, his money. You know, I heard you say before the Sharks don't drive Pintos, they drive Cadillacs. And for them to say we were going to win seven games before the season, I mean, they're not fortune tellers. They can't see all these injuries on offense, but – it's unbelievable, you know. Um, 
how we fighting for you know to probably get the seven eight well, wins. Well, you know, also also too though, Kurt. You know, the one thing I would say about the whole injury thing is every yeah. team in the NFL has them, and I think yeah. that one of the reasons why there's more injuries in the NFL now is because the off season rules and the inability to, to have two a days during training camp. I think have made injuries more prevalent. I think it's done the exact opposite of what it was supposed to do. I know the players yep. wanted a shorter off season, but I don't yep. think that players are ready for the rigors and the contact that they have early in the season when a lot of these injuries occur because there isn't enough yeah. training. There isn't enough training done in the off season. This is my yeah. take. Yeah. But also, yeah, when you yeah. when you when you lose people because of the salary cap, you lose people and you lose depth. And right. when you right. have an injury, you have right. to plug in a player who is inexperienced to take over for a guy who has a lot of experience. And when that happens, wow. the, the quality of, of play, I think, around the league kind of erodes. Yeah. i tell you what, I'll lift him and let y'all go, but, I, but I, I was looking at Duvernay's numbers and stats and what they do with him. And i tell you what, he just reminds me of Reggie. The punt return, sometimes the kick returns, the receiver, the handoff. I just hope Duvernay don't punish us Monday night. And I'll keep beating that drum that I want us another return specialist, another gadget. I think Peyton, uh, you know, kind of thought maybe a little bit on that with um, Taysom when he was a little younger. The concussions added up, and obviously he's not that type of guy. He's a quarterback. But that's the closest we got to a gadget guy now to do all that stuff. I mean, you know, I just – uh-huh. I just hope Duvernay don't punish us, man. You know, right? I hope you don't. Well, I mean, thank you know, y'all. The one thing, you know, yeah, yeah, the, one thing the, the one Appreciate thing about the return game, return game, Kenny, is I don't know how big it is in the NFL anymore because the yeah. kickoff has basically been legislated out of the game, and I don't really know how you know how many uh, chances that you have for a return to actually impact the game like it used to. Yeah, it's changed dramatically. Of course, the Ravens making a big addition with Roquan Smith in their deal this past week from the Bears, really enhances their linebacker spot. He's a very good player, uh, bad timing for the Saints, that he arrives because you got to believe he's going to play, even though they just got hold of him. So, uh, again, uh, look, this is a big game on so many fronts. So, look, you look back at last week's game and you have to ask yourself, was this about how well the Saints played or how bad the Raiders played? I think it's both. I think the Raiders were listless. I don't think they were any good at all. But I thought the Saints were very good. And Elante Taylor looks like, looks like at this point he was a good draft pick, a good-looking player. Pete Warner continues to play outstanding football. Not good, but outstanding football. As you mentioned, Peyton Turner and David Onyemata really stepped up their games last week, which was huge. They figured to get P.J. Williams back uh, this week as well. And so... What we thought we'd see from the Saints was a good defense, which would bridge the gap, you know, for a, maybe an average to pedestrian offense until they got their act together. Uh, but we haven't seen that defense. We did last week. What we have seen is an improved offense over the past three to four weeks with Dalton operating things. So now if this defense can play the way we thought it could play, now maybe just maybe we're seeing more of the team we thought we'd see at the start of the season. Well, they drafted Elante Taylor to take C.J. Gardner-Johnson's place, don't you think? Oh, I think that's obvious. And C.J. had another big play last week, by the way. Right. But, I, you know, I think the Saints are looking ahead and saying, you know what, we're not going to pay this guy uh, next year. We're not going to be able to pay him, or we're not going to pay him. We're, we've kind of made that decision as an organization. And, uh, and 
you know, when you look at what Alante Taylor can do, he can cover and he can tackle. So, uh, you know, I agree with you. I, I think the guy has a, uh, has a very, very uh, bright future. And, um, again, to me, you know, I don't care if it's week, week 9 or 10 or it's week 18. Who's your quarterback next year? That's what I want to know. Well, I think it's more important to, about who your quarterback is right now. Next year is next year, and they'll yeah. have to deal with that in the offseason. And I think, you know, uh, the critics can remain the critics, and we respect all opinions, but it's pretty obvious they made the right choice right now with Andy Dalton. He's not the future of this franchise. Make no mistake about that. I've said that all along. But he gives you the best chance to win football games right now. I think that's pretty obvious, don't you? Right, and I think it's—I think it would probably behoove them to convince him to come back and, and, and give it a give it another world next year, don't you? Yeah, I absolutely think that's the case. He's showing that he still has some game, and now it's a long season. We'll see, but yeah, I think so. And he'd be a quality backup, as we've said all along. By the way, Tulane kicked a field goal; they couldn't punch it in. They lead ten-three. Two minutes to play in the first quarter. Tulsa near midfield in the game right now uh, that we're watching. So. Look, and then the Michael Thomas situation, Ed, uh, obviously I want to talk about that before we move on from the Saints. A lot of people taking shots at him, and understandably so. And what he did, uh, as the caller referenced, with regard to not having the surgery was really a slap in the face to the franchise at the time. Whether he's getting his own second opinion or whatever, uh, it it clearly did not benefit the team, and it is a team sport, and, and that was disappointing. And Sean Payton's not here anymore, and Curtis Johnson's not here anymore. It's funny how Lance Moore, Marcus Colston, Devery Henderson all picked Curtis Johnson to be their presenters for the Saints Hall of Fame. All of them gave him all the credit for their development as players. But Curtis isn't on the staff right now, and that has a lot to do you know, with what happened here uh, with, you know, with Michael Thomas, I think. So that said, I'm not here to rip Michael Thomas. Uh, Alvin Kamara defended him profusely this week, saying, look, the guy's hurt. And he is. I mean, he's hurt. The question is, you know, it, uh, that people have, is he, is he hurt that bad? I think the answer is yes. I think my point is that if the guy could play, I think he would play. I don't think he's not playing because he doesn't want to or he's just collecting money. I just think it's been, uh, unfortunately, you know, he, four years he missed one game. Now, all of a sudden, he's missed 31 games, and by the time this season's over, it's going to be 40 or even 41 if you count a playoff game, and you're paying him as the top wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, well, you know, I, I get it. Um, I think the guy did everything he could to, uh, to get ready to play this year. He was off to a good start. He had three touchdown catches, and he only played in three games. So, um, but, you know, look, I don't, I don't know if he plays another down for this organization. I don't does, he agree to, does he agree to a, a pay cut? Do, uh, do they try to trade him? How much value would he have? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to all of those uh, uh, questions are. But it, it's pretty amazing. If you would have told me at the end of 2019 when he set an NFL record for 149 receptions in a year that he would play since in only 10 games and have 56 catches, I would have said, you know what? You're completely out of your tree. But that's exactly what's happened. Well, the beauty of the situation is that Chris Olave's just been a brilliant rookie. He's been terrific, and he stepped into the void. Uh, 
brilliantly. I don't know what else to say about him other than to use that terminology. And then, of course, you know, Rashid Shaheed has shown the ability to make big plays and to use Alvin Kamara in the past game significantly also helps uh, to to make up for what you may have lost. And again, that's what Andy Dalton does. When Andy Dalton is the quarterback, Alvin Kamara is going to be prominent uh, as a target in the passing game. Not the case when Jameis Winston's in there. The numbers bear that out. So, and then you got Taysom Hill being able to make plays. So I, my point is, I think they've been able to to plug the dike and be able to have the playmakers to replace most of what they don't have in Michael Thomas and to a lesser degree Jarvis Landry, who I think will be back in the next week or two. And kind of on the lines of what what you were saying, if you ever listen to Alvin Kamara talk, either in the locker room, he usually talks on Wednesday or Thursday, and then after games when he comes to the podium, he's always talking about Andy Dalton. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, he, but he's, because he knows he flourishes with Dalton right. at quarterback. I mean, it's, un, you know, I, if I'm, oh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but if I'm traded, well, I'm just going to Andy Dalton's house in Texas to eat popcorn. Well, you know, it's a funny line, but, you know, you can tell that there is a, uh, a real uh, connection there between those two guys the way they, they speak about each other, extremely complimentary. And every time Alvin Kamara speaks, he's always talking about Andy Dalton. So I, I, I just made note of that going, hmm, okay, uh, there's your connection. And, you know, look, Andy Dalton's smart. I'd throw it to Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara, too. You think? Yeah, that's <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, we owe you a timeout. It's 504-260-1061 to join us. The New Orleans Pelicans get a win last night. Tough schedule, back in action on the road tonight. We'll talk about that next when we continue with more of the 3 Gator Show here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. Bring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie, and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. 
Call now and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price. 407 2222 or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't whine, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino the IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative, and their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-704-9936. 800-704-9936. 800-704-9936. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It is basketball season in New Orleans, and you are invited to Lakefront Arena on Saturday, November 12th for an entire day of tailgating, cooking contests, basketball, music, prizes, and fireworks on the lakefront. Buy your tickets to the game today or secure your tailgating spot early by going to unoprivateers.com slash tickets or calling 504-280-GAME. The New Orleans Private Tears. We are NOLA's team. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. John, what are you doing? Get in my car. Why are you walking to work? Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They are draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait, you're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FULL for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FULL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FULL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FULL. Are you in the market for a new job? Are you in the market for a new job? We can help. Attend Cumulus Media's virtual job fair. Going on now. See open positions at Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, Josefe's Grill, GT Automotive, the United States Army, Silver Slipper Casino, and Southland Plumbing. Go to NashFM1061.com and click on the Cumulus Job Fair link. audible throw a flag call a technical review an instant replay it's all good go for it now on the three tailgaters show on 1061 nash icon nashfm1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com call now at 504-260-1061 you missed it last night the new orleans pelicans had a bounce back win at home over the defending world champion golden state warriors and you know it was not easy 
I mean, Golden State played without four key players, but the Pelicans did prevail in this game, getting it done 114-105. to Pelicans had all their people back. Brandon Ingram returned. Herb Jones returned. Of course, Zion was on the floor for much of the game. But, you know, Ingram was back in a big way with 26 points and shot the ball well. C.J. McCollum had 20 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. Larry Nance Jr. was maybe the biggest factor. 20 points off the bench, 10 of 12 shooting, and 8 rebounds. Zion scored 16 on just 11 field goal attempts, but struggled on the defensive end and wasn't on the floor for the last three and a half minutes of the game. So that last factor is a little bit interesting. Willie Green afterwards said he wasn't aware of any injury situation. So I found that to be a little bit interesting, Ed. Well, I mean, you know, obviously they, they place a premium on guarding. And, um, you know, and I mean, who are you going to take out of the game to put him back in there? Mm-hmm. Well, you, know. you go back to you go back to the game before that in Los Angeles. They took him out and put Dyson Daniels in, who's a really good defender who defended well. But then Daniels got fouled and all he needed to do was make one free throw out of two. And he didn't make either one. And they blew the game. So uh, there's that. But Trey Murphy came in for him last night and Trey Murphy did the job. and They actually grew the lead. Uh, without Zion. So I don't think there's anything there. I just think they're trying to win games. It was all about matchups. It was a close game. The move paid off. I think Zion's still in good graces. He just has to be. He does. He's never going to be real good on the defensive end. We've said that continuously. He just needs to be competitive and to be decent on that end of the floor because he can be exceptional on the other end of the floor. Well, he's a volume scorer, Kenny. That's what he is. He's a volume yeah. scorer. I mean, and you know what? He's an efficient scorer. He's a guy that doesn't, as you mentioned, does not need to take a lot of shots to be really good. But, you know, he's because of, because of who he is, I just don't think he's going to be a guy who is a great defender or a great rebounder. No uh, schedule-making favors. Uh, back-to-back, and not only that, back-to-back, home and then away. They had to get on a plane and go to Atlanta after the game. They play the Hawks tonight in Atlanta. You know, hopefully they have enough legs with the people back. I think they've got a shot, but I don't know how that's going to turn out. I just hope they have a chance to be able to make it happen. But that's a tough schedule, Ed. Yes, it is. But, you know, hey, that's, that's, that's the NBA world. It is. You know what? I'm not going to feel too sorry about guys who are making a lot of money and then they get to go stay at the Four Seasons Hotel. I, I'm, I don't, I'm, we're not going to over-exaggerate that. All right. I got it. I, I, I completely get it. And it is early in the season. And Zion only played, what, 26 minutes last night, so he ought to have some, some juice. Now, Ingram did play 36 minutes last night in his first game back, and Herb Jones also returned last night. So there's that. All right, they play with 13.08 to play in the first half. Tulane 10, Tulsa 3. Tulane just went 3 and out, though, and Tulsa has good field position. So this has been a pretty competitive game. We'll keep you posted. One more segment to go. We'll touch on the World Series when we return in a moment here on the 3 Tailgater Show on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. 
They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. It's pro time because at Lowe's, it's Provember. Save big with inventory you can count on, like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Plus, Lowe's MVPs members earn up to three times bonus points per dollar on select items. Save all Provember long. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. MVPs Pro Rewards Program terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Prices valid from 10 17 22 to 2 3 23 or until supplies last. This season, get low prices and great deals at Target. Find low prices on popular gifts, holiday decor, gift wrap, and so much more. Plus, order today and get it today with free drive-up, free order pickup, and same-day delivery when you shop Target.com or place your order on the Target app. Holiday shopping at Target is easier than ever. Get low prices and great deals so you can holiday your way only at Target. Don't miss your chance to tailgate with NOLA's team on Saturday, November 12th at Lakefront Arena. Tailgate Village opens at noon. Food trucks, music, inflatables, face painting, and games for kids, a cooking contest, chances to win big prizes, and much more waiting for you. Then watch the UNO Privateers men's basketball team open their home schedule at 4 p.m., followed by post-game fireworks on the lakefront. To purchase tickets and learn more, head on over to unoprivateers.com slash tickets or call 504-280-GAME. It's pro time because at Lowe's, it's Provember. Save big with inventory you can count on, like Flex products or DeWalt power tools starting at just $99. Plus, Lowe's MVPs members earn up to three times bonus points per dollar on select items. Save all Provember long. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. MVPs Pro Rewards Program terms and restrictions apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. Prices valid from 10 17 22 to 2 3 23 or until supplies last. This season, get low prices and great deals at Target. Find low prices on popular gifts, holiday decor, gift wrap, and so much more. Plus, order today and get it today with free drive-up, free order pickup, and same-day delivery when you shop Target.com or place your order on the Target app. Holiday shopping at Target is easier than ever. Get low prices and great deals so you can holiday your way only at Target. At Simply Safe Home Security, your safety is the only thing that matters. So this holiday season, we're giving you 40% off any new system because feeling secure in your home is a gift that everyone deserves. Named Best Home Security of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, Simply Safe protects your whole home with advanced technology powered by 24/7 professional monitoring. Visit simplysafe.com/holiday to save 40% today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgaters Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. 
10.05 to play in the first half. Tulane 10, Tulsa 3. World Series could end tonight. Game 6 in Houston. Astros up three games to two. Astros have been the best team all season. I mean, all through the postseason. And obviously, they came back from a 2-1 deficit. And now they're in position to win it tonight. So, the Astros try to win it tonight, Ed. They've got two chances at home to win this thing. I think the Astros win this thing, don't you? I do. Well, I mean, you know, Kenny, they pitch. I mean, you look at you look at what they did in this um, in these last two games in Philadelphia. They throw a a, a no hitter and they give up two runs. So, with that team and, and the bats that they have to hold them to two runs in that ballpark, which is a hitter's ballpark, is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to win two games at Minute Maid Park in succession for the Phillies, who have had a phenomenal postseason. So I do uh-huh. like the Astros to win it. And, and this time, with no controversy, they'd, they'd be crowned a real champion and nobody would have any beef with it, right? No, no doubt. And you know what? Hey, uh, Dusty Baker would get his title, too. How about that? Huh? You bet. How about that after all these years? Pretty yeah. special. All right, Ed, enjoy the game at Baton Rouge.